Well, everybody, it's been a long time coming. I, uh, <clears throat> I did my last podcast. Then I went on vacation with my family. We had a great time. And then uh, my videoer here decided he was going to go on vacation. And then I lost my voice. And uh, so we haven't had a podcast in a long time. I apologize for that. I want to try to get at least one out at least every week, maybe two a week. So uh, I don't I don't want to lose all my uh, podcast people and just get tired of going and find out there's no new podcast. Anyway, um, I want to talk to you a little bit today about grace, and we're going to talk about it again. But grace is so important. The grace of God. The grace of God means unmerited. undeserved favor. Nobody anywhere in the Bible, nobody anywhere is ever saved outside of the grace of God. We We don't deserve to be saved. The Bible says, by grace are you saved through faith, that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. I was on the radio this morning, John Wilkerson called me, and uh, he wanted me to go on his radio program and and give my testimony. Well, there's one thing that's true in every testimony. We're all saved by grace, and we're all saved by faith alone. And I hope you're saved. Maybe you're watching this and you're not saved. You need to get saved. So grace is so super important. We sing the song, Amazing Grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. I was witnessing to a young man in Starbucks, and he's a Catholic man. He'd been in seminar a year and a half. And uh, I said, I was trying to explain grace because his view of grace is different than, than mine. And uh, my wife, who grew up Catholic, she told me, she said, when Catholic people think of grace and you think of grace, it's two different things. So uh, I, I said to him, I said, you know, amazing grace, like the song, amazing grace, how sweet the sound. And he said this to me, he said, oh, I hate that song. It's too Protestant. Well, it's not Protestant, it's Bible. But grace is so important. In Luke chapter 15, and I'm not going to preach the whole Bible to you, but it's the story about the prodigal, and I I love to preach out of that story. But you know, it's not just a story about a prodigal. It's really a story about the father's heart. And when that prodigal leaves that pig pen and he comes back to that father, he gets two things. Number one, he gets mercy. And the second thing, he gets grace. He gets grace. He didn't deserve anything. He said, I'll, I'll just go back and be a servant. And the father said, put the best robe on him. I'm glad God always picks the best for us. He said, put sandals on his feet, put a ring on his finger. He didn't deserve any of that. It was just grace, undeserved favor, undeserved merit. You can't work for grace. So in the Bible, and I want to get to what I'm going to do today, Paul's epistles, Romans, 1 Corinthians, 2 Corinthians, Galatians, Ephesians, Philippians, every one of his epistles, 13 epistles. And a lot of people believe Paul wrote Hebrews. And the reason they believe that, one of the reasons is because his signature on every book is that he ends each one with grace. Every one of Paul's epistles, at the end of the epistle, he ends it in grace. Let me give you an example. Romans 16, he finishes in verse 24, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you all. Now, that's, that's a benediction. 
over in 1 Corinthians, he says, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you. Over in uh, Galatians, I missed 2 Corinthians, brethren, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with your spirit. Amen. Over in Ephesians, grace be with all of them that love our Lord Jesus Christ in sincerity. So I'm not going to read them all. Romans, 1 Corinthians, 2 Corinthians, Galatians, Ephesians, Philippians, Colossians, 1 and 2 Thessalonians, 1 and 2 Timothy, Titus, Philemon, even the book of Hebrews ever wrote it, they all end with grace. They end his last thought, his signature, if you would, grace be unto you. It's a, it's a, it's a benediction. So in the ESV, the English Standard Version, it says this, verse 23 of Romans 16, Gaius, who is host to me and the whole church, greets you. Erastus, the city treasurer, and our brother Cordus greet you. That's verse 23. Now, verse 25, now to him who is able to strengthen you according to my gospel, the preaching of Jesus Christ. So, this ESV goes from 23 to 25. You say, well, what about 24? In this book, there is no 24. They number it. They, they, they just leave the number out. Now, we've gone over this before. I can count. I'm not the smartest guy in the world, but I, I can count. It doesn't go 20, 21, 22, 23, 25. I think, I think we can all agree on that. There's no 24 in this book. It has been left out. They leave grace out of Paul's epistle to the Romans, which is the strongest doctrinal book, the two most, uh, the strongest, and most detailed uh, uh, books doctrine-wise are of Paul's epistles are Romans and Galatians, I believe. Let me ask you this question. Why do you, why, why would Paul end every book with grace except Romans? Does, does that make sense to you? Now, the object of this podcast is to strengthen our faith in the King James Bible, the authorized 1611 Bible. So, I don't expect to make a lot of converts out of people that are into modern versions, but I do want the folks in our church and anybody's interested to know why, why are we King James only? And, and I'm not, listen, I, I wear that with a big badge. I'm not ashamed of that. I'm not apologizing for that. Look at me. I am King James only. That's all I've ever read. That's all I've ever studied. That's all I've ever memorized. That's all I've ever preached out of, and I believe it's the Word of God. <clears throat> People say this. We're going to go with these modern revisions, editions, whatever you want to call them, uh, because they're easier. They're easier to read, easier to understand. Now, I'm not going to debate that today. I will debate it later. Well, let me ask you this question. Think about this for a minute. What is most important, accurate or easy? Accurate or easy? I know 
that this grace that's in my Bible belongs in my Bible. And I'm not a person that's going to take the Word of God out of, out of this Bible. Now, there's plenty of other places in this ESV where grace is missing. And we're not going to go to those today. I, I don't have time for that. I'm trying to make these podcasts short. I want to go to the book of Genesis for a moment. Just follow along with me. I hope I'm not boring you. Uh, I'm going to look at something in Genesis. Now, Genesis, Noah is, uh, in Genesis chapter number six, Noah is an amazing person. And uh, the Bible talks in Genesis six about how wicked the world is. And then it says this, but Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. That's verse number eight, Genesis six and verse eight. Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. There's always been grace. Nobody in the Bible is saved outside of grace. If it wasn't just undeserved favor, if it, nobody is good enough that they deserve to be saved. It's just grace. It's just undeserved favor, unmerited favor. Now, I want to give you this real quick. In the ESV, English Standard Version, which I, I believe this King James Bible is the standard. It's always been the standard for 400 years. It says this, same verse. Verse number eight here says, Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. This book says, Noah found favor in the eyes of the Lord. Noah found favor in the eyes of the Lord. Well, you say grace is undeserved favor. Yes. But there's a difference between favor and un, unearned favor, undeserved favor. You can earn favor. This young man I was talking to you about in, in Starbucks, he believes that through, um, what do they call that, the Eucharist, and through different sacraments that he can, he can earn grace, kind of like uh, putting it in your heavenly bank account. Grace, the whole definition of grace is unearned, undeserved. You, we have nothing to do with it. You have nothing to do with grace. There's nothing you can do to have grace because it's, it's given to you freely from God. It's undeserved. If you could do something to earn grace, it's not undeserved anymore. So they changed the word grace to favor. Favor, that, that, that is a Catholic viewpoint, by the way. And I, I'm going. I don't know uh, everybody that uh, put this book together, but I, I want to look up in there and see exactly some of their background. But the idea of, well, you know, that's not a big deal. I mean, grace, favor, it's kind of like the same. No, it's not. That's a huge deal because Noah did not deserve to be saved, and you do not deserve to be saved, and I do not deserve to be saved. So, I said all that to say this. Grace is essential for salvation. Grace is a tremendous doctrine. It's a tremendous... I, you know, I say this to people all the time. My children got saved from sin. They got saved when they were young. They didn't get saved out of sin. 
And I'm not suggesting or promoting that it's better to get saved later in life out of sin. I didn't get saved until I was 30 years old. But I'll tell you this, I know what grace is. I appreciate what grace is. When I stand behind that pulpit and preach to our church, I know it's just the grace of God. I know what I deserve. Mercy is not getting what you deserve. Grace is getting what you don't deserve. I love grace. I'm thankful for grace. I'm a grace preacher. So I'm done. I hope you can see the difference there and how important. How And again, uh, I, I'm, I'll, I'll go into more places later on. If, if you only took grace out one time, with all the versions as fast as they're coming out, in the next 10 or 20 years, you wouldn't have grace in the Bible if every new version took grace out one time. I mean, it's just, it would be gone. So it, one word, one time is important, but it's missing a lot more times than that. Let me ask you this question. Do you know what grace is? Do you know what grace is? Have you experienced God's grace in your life? God is so good. God's been so good to me. I'm 77 years old. I'm going to be 78 in a little bit if I make it. And I've lived to see my children grow up, my grandchildren grow up, and now I've seen my great-grandchildren. The Bible talks about being full of years. David said, I had fainted unless I had believed to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of living. I have seen the goodness of the Lord. I've experienced God's grace. I don't deserve it. I just appreciate it. Thank you for listening. God bless you.